not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. And welcome to the Get Real podcast. This is the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I'm Sam and with me today is my co-host Chris. Hello. So today um, we're not going to talk much about any kind of news or anything. We're going to get straight into it because there is a lot to talk about. Straight into the meat of the issue. Yeah. So this episode today is about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I tried to think of a Star Wars noise, but that came out instead. <laughs> it was almost like a really weird, like, uh, oh my god, that that um, not not the uh, Gungan, the Gungan boss from Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's I the... went to do like a Palpatine, and then it just sort of turned into. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, the hand movements you're doing right now are very reminiscent of a scene in the film, but we'll get onto that later. So to jump straight into it, um, the way we're going to run this is with it being the first episode, just give a bit of context. So we're going to talk non-spoilers for um, as long as what we can, and then we're going to get into spoilers just in case anyone, for whatever reason, you have decided to click on a podcast about this film and you have not seen it yet. Look... I'm going to tell you now, switch this off and go watch that film because there's so much yeah. in this film, isn't like, there? Like, even the non-spoiler bits, some of you might consider spoilers. Like, yeah. we will have a clear and present break in between. We will say, we are going into spoilers. I'll slap my hand like that. Yeah. So, it's a podcast. So it picks up. That's that's a slapping of a hand, <laughs> whether you like to believe that or not. <laughs> and you will know when we're going into spoilers. And if if by that point you're still listening, it's your own fault. Yeah. Don't come to us. Don't tweet ours. Don't at me. If it gets spoiled, it's your own fault. Yeah, don't lynch us after episode uh, one because I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. I've at least done the thumbnails for the other four episodes. <laughs> it took a lot of effort just to get this ball rolling. Yeah. <laughs> right. We got a 90-day free trial and you just see yeah. out. So I've seen The Rise of Skywalker twice now. Yep. Have you only seen it the once? I saw it the once at midnight with yeah. you. So we went and watched it midnight launch. That's about so as cool. premiere as what we got. Yeah. Um, and no I, red carpets. No red carpets. Um, and no people dressed up at this premiere. There was a couple, but I don't know if they were staff. <laughs> no, I mean like... Um, like Remember when we went and watched The Force Awakens and they had... Um, like. Do you remember they had like oh, the Boba Fett? Yeah, they had like the official guys. From yeah, they the had like five hundred first garrison. Is it? Yeah, yeah, like the people that were at Star Wars Celebration and yeah. stuff. And we went, um, none of that. No. I mean, I think the staff just. I don't. I don't. I didn't see any dressed up staff. Uh, there was the guy dressed up as General Grievous. And uh, I think they were there the watching the film. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't know. But we also went to a smaller cinema this time. We went to our local. Yeah. Instead of going to the big IMAX screen. Because so. they have really nice seats. Yeah, they've got nice recliners. Luxury recliners. Mm. Odeon sponsor- Lux, not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. But I'm a big fan of whatever they're doing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, let's touch on box office then. So this film has, um, obviously, it had a bit of a critical response from the beginning, didn't it? It was yeah. a little bit split. Um, so some critics were saying that it was great. Some critics were, there were some really brutal I can get the I can get the scores up if you want. Yeah, I mean, the Collider review that I saw, and by the way, I listened to Collider, really like Collider, mm-hmm. but it was so brutal. Um, I, I don't want to quote it because I can't remember off the top um, of my head. Which, was that the 
round table after the four of them had seen it. No, that oh. was the one that I sent to you. It was, okay. it was before, it was like initial reactions, right, but it was okay. really brutal. No, I but didn't that, see that. Yeah, I mean, that was the one where you said, I sent it and you were like, I didn't want to see anything. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember you, you sending me the headline You might have just scrolled like, past nah. it, yeah, because yeah. you didn't want to read it. Yeah, I was on media blackout. Yeah, so what sort of scores is it sitting on? So, currently on Rotten Tomato, uh, we say tomato here. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato, run tomato. So the critics score is 56% certified rotten at the moment. Oh, no. With the critics score. Um, that's under 376 reviews. Whereas nearly 40,000 audience reviews, it's at 86%. So that means Which that... I think is a lot higher than The Last Jedi. Yeah, well, I think it was the other way around with The Last Jedi, right? I mean, critics really liked it, and then fans were really uncertain on it. And I just want to get out there now that I was a little bit... I, I liked the film. I really liked it. I thought the action and everything was really good. Um, and But I really... Like, the second watch for me was... Like, I don't know. It's hard to talk about without talking about everything that happened in it, but a lot happens in this film, yeah. right? And when you first watch it, it feels super... Like, it does feel rushed. Yeah, but... I think it's, it's not a spoiler to say the first 20 minutes take off a breakneck speed. Yeah, and then by the time I went and watched it the second time, the... I don't know whether it's just because obviously you know what's going to happen, but you you definitely digest everything a lot better. And it almost feels like it's a lot slower the second time round. Personally, I wouldn't have minded if this film was three hours. I think it maybe should have been, Um, but it's not very Star Wars for it to be a three-hour-long film. I think the first 20 minutes as well was almost JJ trying to catch up to where he wanted it to start, almost. Um, So, like, yeah, it did take off fast, but it was nothing that I didn't like. I love films that just get into it. Mm. Like, it's a Star Wars film. It's the ninth film in a series. We know what's going on. Like, you don't need to set up the groundwork too much. So just get the story rolling as quick yeah. as you can, especially because this film covers so much and it ties together nine films, in my opinion, pretty damn well. Like, you just want it to just roll. Yeah. So at this point, the film's been out for like what four days. We're yeah. on we're on Monday now. So yeah, it came yeah, out it came on out. Thursday in the UK. Yeah. Well, we watched it. Oh yeah. So it's five days. Then. Yeah. We got it a day early in the UK. Yeah. So we've sat on it for five days. Um, in terms of its open and its box office figures, I don't think it's it's not actually doing as well as what the Last Jedi did. But I mean, it's still doing really mm-hmm. well, isn't yeah. it? It's still doing Disney level well. I think. I think. With The Last Jedi being so divisive, that's maybe what's hurt the box office. Maybe I it'll think it's spike probably... a little bit later. Maybe people aren't rushing out to see it as quickly. I think it's probably the the critic response that's done it. Possibly. I think there was a lot of hype for the film before it came out, and I think that now that critic responses have come out, yeah. that everyone was like a little bit hesitant maybe. Yeah, to, yeah. And don't forget, a lot of this is going to be rewatchability, isn't it? So yeah. I think maybe people have watched it been very split on it and how they felt and maybe not gone and watched it again and gave it that second watch i know i'm gonna go see it a second time i just haven't got around to it i think it really needs it i think it 100 percent needs a second watch before like you decide to write it off as a film because mm. i know people felt really strongly about it um as certain bits i know there's people that were like shouting at cinema screens and all sorts that i've yeah. seen online um so just cover off in terms of box office um it's domestic open 
Um, That would be US domestic. Yeah, I think it was 179 million. I think worldwide it's on track for something like 370 yeah, yard yeah, or something. It's about double, isn't so, it? I mean, these numbers to me are just like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't really make a difference. Can we find out the budget for the film? No, I've, I think it's because they're still they're still spending it on marketing. Yeah. Well, so, normally the budget that you get is before marketing anyway. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, but it's, it, they normally sit around it, two to three hundred, don't they? So it's still like a massive win. Yeah, like it's it, still making money. Yeah, you're never not going to release a Star a, Wars film. It's and it not, not be a failure by any point. I think it's just it's not what the last Jedi, uh, not uh, what the Force Awakens did, but the Force Awakens was the first film in a brand new trilogy. Yeah. People who like have the bare minimum like interest in Star Wars went to see that film because it was the brand new. It was it was the first part. It was the first part of this new trilogy. Yeah. So, what did you think of the film overall? Yeah. One viewing, I left it and I thought, I loved it. I walked away and I thought, I can understand why people might not like this. Certain things in it could be quite divisive. But for me, I absolutely loved it. Like, I I can see faults in it, but I just, I loved it. Like, I'm willing to overlook, like, some sometimes glaringly obvious issues. But nothing that I can't write off, like sort of sweep under the rug because I am a Star Wars fan and I just wanted to be engrossed in a story, feel emotions, go on an epic, like, star battles, I'm losing my words, like, mm-hmm. big epic space journey. Like, it's space wizards with laser swords and that's exactly what it was. Like, it it wasn't trying yeah. to be anything more than it was. Like, it felt like a Star Wars film. It felt a lot like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it definitely had those kind of those same echoes in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like a bit almost like how The Force Awakens had um obviously a lot of echoes from A New Hope. Yeah. This did have a lot of scenes, especially I'd say towards the end of the film, which kind of mimicked that. Yeah. Um and but uh, yeah, yeah. Without definitely. spoilers like it is very it leans heavily on the past. Yeah. Like things that have happened before. Yeah, we you get a lot of correlations get, to. Yeah, we get a lot of answers. So yeah. you leave this film with a lot of answers, which is not necessarily answers that you're going to like, you know, depending on what you wanted. I think you, you can't please everyone as well. No. Especially with Star Wars fans, it's such like a wide audience. And because people have been able to sit on this saga for 42 years everybody's got their own interpretation of it. Everybody's got their own idea of what Luke Skywalker should have been when he came back. Yeah. Like, especially with 42 years of legends, comic books and books and novels and video games and everything. There was like seven different plot lines of what happened to Luke after Mm. Return of the Jedi. Mm. And then they've kind of cherry picked little bits here or there and taken it in a brand new direction as well. Yeah. And obviously I think the most divisive thing of this whole film is probably kylo and then ray and then obviously the palpatine arc that yeah. we, we we know he's back right yeah. it, it's obvious yeah it was in the trailer yeah like, he's been all over the promotional material and I don't that think it's any spoiler yeah and that whole thing like gets addressed really quickly in the film mm-hmm. um you know i mean it's it's in it's in the crawl right it's yeah. like straight there um it got addressed in that um Fortnite promo that yeah. went out as well that, um, that's one of the few issues that i have got with it like it just sort of it said it in the crawl, 
but then there was like no addressing like like I don't want to get into spoilers but like it says that something's happened but it's never addressed in the actual film it's just sort of in the opening crawl and it was in a Fortnite promo yeah and if you'd watch that that part of the opening crawl makes a lot of sense I um, still haven't heard it yet. Have you not? Well, I'll read it out in a little bit because okay. I've, uh, I've took a screenshot. In, in spoilers. Yeah, we'll do it in spoilers. Um, so, yeah, um, we get answers. We get um, answers, obviously, you know, some, some uh, not answers, but, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Where... Some sort of conclusion to the yeah, series? Yeah, we get, we get a conclusion to, to, to Ray, right? Yeah. We, we, we don't you don't get left on a cliffhanger at the end of this film so you get pretty much answers to most things it does leave a couple of questions asked that we will address in spoilers about some characters um but maybe they're opening that for future material maybe possibly um maybe comics um you know i think that's the one thing that we will keep getting in this skywalker saga is comic books is video games stuff like that i don't think we're going to get a new film in it anytime soon. They said like, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. The only way that they're going to go back on that is maybe in like another 20, 25 years where they want a bit more money. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about that, um, I, 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 you know, the Skywalker saga is done now, right? Yeah. It's, it's finished. So it'd be really cool if, they just did something completely different next time. Like I, I, I wouldn't want them to revisit this. I would rather it go, you know, the old Republic route or something yeah. like that, that a lot of rumours were sitting around. That's literally, like, what my mind goes to first, especially because Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still in the works, as far as we know. Yeah. Like, that's what I would love to see is an old Republic type thing. Yeah. I know I, mean, I pitched to you a while ago, like, maybe do a trilogy of, like, how the lightsabers came to be or something like that. That's even before the old Republic. Yeah, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy confirmed a, a Knights of the Old Republic esque storyline, didn't she? That's well, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if that was confirmed for a series or. Oh, it's it's for it's the films. Yeah, it's not confirmed. It's just that she said that it's something that they definitely want to go yeah. into. It was on like a rel- well, really good. quick interview, um, and then also um, it's in the credits. But another interesting thing that I saw at the end of the film was Colin Trevorrow was in the credits. Colin Trevorrow-Trevorrow. What was he credited as? I think he was credited as a writer. Writer. Yeah, so obviously he was kicked off the film before it really found its Mm -hmm. footing, right? But I think he was kicked off before The Last Jedi even came out. Yeah, I can't remember exactly where. But it's cool that obviously some things that he Mm -hmm. wrote remained in the film, maybe. Well, like... J.J. Abrams has said that he hasn't had to change his script that much. I think most of what he probably had to change with his script was probably that first 20 minutes, half an hour that we said was quite so rushed. Mm. That's probably like the only thing that I think Abrams really had to change. That's stuff that he probably would have done in episode eight. That's what his The Last Jedi would have been. Mm-hmm. would have been a lot of those things. It was quite interesting because Abrams came out saying that film critics were right about what they were saying. Um, that literally came out today. Um, so what he had said was, he had said, uh, I'd say the film critics are right. People who love it more than anything are also right. We knew going in, I was asked just seven hours ago, a quote, so how do you go about pleasing everyone? And I was like, what? Not to say that that should be what everyone else tries to do, but anyway, um, how would one even go about it? <clears throat> Especially with Star Wars. Yeah, like I said earlier, I don't think you can please everyone. 
No, I think it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. I think you, you, nobody was, not everyone was going to love this film. And it think, wasn't going to be an Avengers Endgame, yeah, right? Yeah, I think this one tried to please a lot more people, whereas The Last Jedi had its, Ryan Johnson had his own vision for that, and he tried to challenge what people think of Star Wars, and I think that's why that was so divisive. And like we've seen, this one's getting a better audience response than the last one. I think it's because it does stick to more, like it, to a lot of people, this feels a lot more like Star Wars, and it has a lot more of those familiar beats and stuff. But I'm also seeing people turned away by that. They think maybe it's a bit too familiar. Mm. So, in summary, this film is absolutely action packed. Yeah, there's like, uh, there was like a point where I was like, I just you just can't go to the toilet during this film. No. You, you'd, you'd come back and you'd be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So yeah, it's absolutely action packed. Um, it's definitely, it definitely rounds the saga together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things going back to the prequels. There's stuff going back to the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, there's loads and loads of tie-ins. I do. We'll talk, get into it in spoilers, but I do like the way that it tied all nine films together really well. Yeah. I think like the choices that they've made have connected them because the, i think the sequels felt a little bit disconnected from the prequels like they would just felt like sequels to the original trilogy that sounds a bit on the nose like obviously yeah they are but it felt like they almost ignored the prequels but now they sort of brought the prequels back into it and i think that's why i liked it so much yeah so if you had to give it like a like a zero to ten what would you give it um at the moment I probably give it an eight point five at the moment. Okay, pushing on nine, getting those point fives in. That that's uh, that's yeah. the sign of a yeah. guy who's very uncertain of yeah. whether it should like, be an it, eight or a nine. It's definitely it's definitely up there. Like I do love it. I can understand why some people might not like it, and there are still some plot contrivances in there that bug me a little bit. Like there's one moment in the film that I kind of wish didn't happen, but it's only like like two seconds, three seconds, or something like that. And like that's just like my opinion. We'll get into it in spoilers. Like, but yeah, eight point five nine. So, what would your score be? After my first viewing, it was a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. After my second viewing, it's like an eight out of ten. But that okay. seven to eight for me is a big difference. Yeah, it still got flaws, but the film was kind of set up for that anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd say an eight out of ten, definitely. Okay. A very, very strong eight yeah. out of ten. If yeah. you could sum it up in three words, what would it be? Uh, three words. Three words. Oh, this film's too much for three words. <laughs> Skywalker need done. more words. Yeah, <laughs> is that your three words? More Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I, I, it's kind of sad after this, thinking that that's the the last time you might well, see a lot of those characters, isn't this it? This was my thing, like. I I got in from seeing it, and I put out a tweet. I don't humble brag. I think I'm now Twitter famous. I got 400 likes on the tweet and like 100 retweets. Get out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I I let me pull up the tweet of what. Yeah, I we need some hardcore evidence right okay. now of this. So I tweeted out. Um, let me get up my tweets. In the meantime, while he's bringing this up, yeah. I was going to get us to um, rank our favourite Star Wars films because I did this with someone in work today. Um, 
Do should we do that before we talk about spoilers, or should we do that after we've talked about spoilers? Um, should we do it after spoilers? Because I feel like <laughs> that should be. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. finish on that. Yeah. Um, you uh, found your famous tweet yet? Why isn't it your pinned tweet? This is uh, if you if you want to see this for yourself, uh, it is. Let's go to my notifications. I'll find it quicker. It is at okay. Chris Captures on Twitter. Yes. That, yeah, Chris Captures at Chris Captures. Okay, so I put this literally as soon as I walked through the front door at about quarter past three in the morning. I think we got out three o'clock. So I put, I have no idea what anybody else in the world is saying, but I loved Rise of Skywalker. I felt every emotion, lots of tears, because I did. I cried at this film. Um, It had amazing visuals and music. Loved how it treated our original cast and how it treated the cast of the new trilogy. Anyway, I need sleep. Oh my god, you got 400 likes nearly on this? Yes, like, this is, like, my most popular tweet I've ever had, and I put a nice little gif of Carrie Fisher and Daisy Ridley hugging. Look at all this engagement. I know. Holy moly. So I um, I promptly, after I hit the 300 like mark, pimped out my own Instagram in the the connected (laughs) tweets. Very nice. Um, And I also put out another one straight after that. Let's try and find this. Because I was I, I got genuinely emotional when I got in and like I put out that tweet and before it even got any sort of reactions and stuff like that, like I had the moment of realisation when I realised like this is the last time we're gonna see most of these characters. Like this is the end of the Sky as Skywalker saga. Thank God we have the Mandalorian. Yeah. And Cassie and Andor and uh... Obi Wan Kenobi and a rumoured Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader one. That'd be really My cool. one biggest problem with the film was not enough McClunky. <laughs> There's um, a reference there. There's a reference there. Um, if anybody's seen the new, the even newer versions of Star Wars, which are on Disney Plus, yeah. where Greedo says McClunky. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I said, uh, when the realization that you've just witnessed the end of the Skywalker saga and Star Wars as we know it, and now I don't know what to do with, my, uh, with that information except for cry. I'm too emotional right now. What the heck, Star Wars? <laughs> I was like, Star Wars has been one of the biggest parts of my life. Like, that's <laughs> in my DNA. And it, I'm in a state of shock. Like, genuinely, like, I felt I felt myself, like, start to shake a little bit and got emotional. Like, I felt like I was grieving for the end of Star Wars almost because it, it had come to an end now. And I, I don't know if I was just being overly emotional because it was three o'clock in the morning. And I just wanted to go to bed and I'd work the next morning. But, like, <laughs> that hit home with me. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to derail your Twitter. Go on. Uh, your Twitter binge. But um, we should probably get onto the, the meat of this now. Spoilers! So, yeah, we're going to hit spoilers. Spoilers! Um, so, this is the point where you definitely turn off if you now heard everything yeah. that you need to hear to go see this film. If you've not seen this film now... Switch this off and come back to us as soon before the credits have finished rolling. Actually, no, finish watching the credits. Have some respect for the people that were on this amazing film, and then listen to this podcast on the drive home. Okay, all right, three, two, one. We're spoilers! In spoilers. So Palpatine was Snow Call alone, all alone, alone, all along. So that was a bit mental. So he Pretty was ba- much. so like the first the the so the opening crawl of this film is Palpatine's back in it. Yeah. So. Right after that, you've got Kylo Ren searching for the um, Sith Wayfinder, which is virtually a holocron. Yeah. 
Um, Straight away, I was like, that's a holocron. Like, it looked like a holocron and everything. And, like, the third scene you get is him arriving on Exegor, that Sith planet, Mm -hmm. and finding the Emperor. It's like, what? That's so quick. And then... It doesn't give you a chance to, like, stop and think, wait, are they doing the Emperor in this? It's just, that's the Emperor. Yeah. So let's talk about this whole Emperor thing, This these reveals that we get straight away. So Palpatine says, you, I mean, the big thing is you've got two bloody Snokes sitting in a vat. Yeah. Like, so he basically explains that he was Snoke all along. And then as he's saying yeah. it, you see like these two Bacta tanks with like half formed or fully formed Snokes in there. Yeah. So clearly like that was him trying to clone himself maybe was how I interpreted that. Yeah, like, but his voice changes, doesn't he? And he, he does Snoke's voice. Yeah. So obviously, like, it, it's to show that Palpatine was, like, the puppet master all yeah. along, right? Which is, like I said a few minutes ago, that's how I felt it wrapped up the series so well. Like, Palpatine was the one that created Anakin in the beginning. Uh, uh, well, he was well, the puppet master throughout this yeah. entire whole fucking nine yeah, films. For trilogy sure. of trilogies. So, like, what's your what's your opinion that like, the Snoke was Palpatine all along? How do you um, feel about that? I do like that. That was part of my theory anyway, in, like, before Force Awakens even came out. Then there's a lot of people's theory that Snoke was some form of Palpatine or Darth Plagueis or anything like that. Like, he found a way to keep on living. But he, he didn't keep on living. He was just born messed up from the get-go, really, wasn't he? Because all the ones in that big cloning tank look the exact same. No, I know. Well, what I meant was like it was part of the Emperor, like yeah, like I, I don't know if that was a clone or that was so yeah, some sort of like manifestation that he's made or just a surrogate body type thing. But yeah, so there's a really interesting theory I saw about this today. Um, that Palpatine, the Palpatine that we see in mm-hmm. the Rise of Skywalker, isn't the Palpatine that falls. Um, into the Death Star and yeah. Return of the Jedi, that apparently this one is a clone, and the Snokes that we see are failed clones of Palpatine. Yeah, and that's why, um, you know, that's why he's in order to control them and stuff, and maybe he passed his consciousness on. Yeah, um, I kind of like that because it that means that then you're, you know, he's always got a plan B, right? Mm-hmm. In Battlefront Two, we had Operation Cinder, which was his which was one of his backup yeah. plans. He sent the Sith fleet or whatever into the unknown regions. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it, I mean, Dominic, Dominic um, the, the guy from Lord of the Rings, Dom, Dominic Monaghan, yeah. his character literally says, um, old Sith tech cloning. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they put so that it, in there. Yeah, it's like it, Attack of the Clones. It's all set up. Everything yeah, in this it, film is somehow set up by something else in the nine films yeah so there's no way that i don't know i don't i don't see him surviving the fall into the into that but i see that potentially there was a clone and that's maybe why attack you know he he built a clone army he ordered the construction of a Mm -hmm. clone army as a test for it well that's the thing we're getting really out there that would have happened what like uh 20 30 years before return of the jedi yeah. So he already knew that was possible in some way to clone people, whether he had the full technology or not. Mm. Like that was in his mind somewhat because he ordered the original clone army. So when he sent off his fleet into the unknown regions, he could have sent trial versions of clones. That's how I perceived it. 
Yeah. Like, and he's got a way through the dark side of the force because essentially after he was dead, the dark side was almost closed off. So there was like an imbalance in the force. So he was able to still keep living in because they have the whole thing of like the rule of two with Siths because they don't want to share the power out almost. They don't want to share the dark side. And there's like apparently like thousands of Siths living inside of each Sith. So yeah, maybe well, he kept living within the dark side of the Force, the same way that Force ghosts can keep living. Yeah, I mean, the that, that's the big thing at the end, isn't it? That he's, he's, um, he says, all the Sith live in me or whatever. Mm. But we'll get we'll get to that anyway. Yeah. Um, next big thing uh, is Ray's lineage. Biggest spoiler in this, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest spoiler, um, that she's a Palpatine. Um, how did you feel about that? Just just sum, summarize that really quick. How did you feel at that point when it's when Kylo revealed that she was a Palpatine? When, when I first heard it, I was fine with it. Since I've sat on it a little bit, I'm like, I didn't really see where that came from. Like that felt like that just kind of popped up in this film. Like that was one of the contrivances that I feel like I've got. Like it didn't feel like it was any way set up. Um. I'm still glad that she's somehow related to the overall story instead of she was just a Junker's daughter. I didn't mind that, but I always thought he was lying in The Last Jedi when Kylo Ren says, like, you were nothing, you were sold for drinking money. Like, I thought that was a lie. He was trying to mentally break her to take her to the dark side. So I never believed that in the first place. But being Palpatine's granddaughter, like... If, like, maybe he had manifested a... Like, that was my sort of theory after I found out there was something going on. But he Did he have, manifest cause it, cause her? Because it, it was his granddaughter, right? Yeah. So his 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 son. Yeah. Um, And his, they must have had... They must have had... Like, I'd, I don't know. I don't see that happening. Right, so in the comics, Palpatine manifests Anakin inside of Shmi Skywalker, yeah. right? So... I mean that could have happened, or it could just be blood lineage. Yeah, that's that's my biggest problem about Ray being a Palpatine. Right, I'm fine with it, but my mm-hmm. biggest problem, technically speaking, if Anakin didn't have a dad and Palpatine manifested Anakin inside of Shmi, that technically, are we technically spiritually saying spiritually that... his his father? Yeah, so. Technically speaking, that does mean that Anakin is in some way related to the Emperor, right? Yeah. Which, which means then means that... They are all related. That means then that Luke is technically, in a way, is related to the Emperor. Yeah. Which would then mean that Ben <laughs> is yeah. also technically, in a way, it, related to the like Emperor. basically like dating your third or fourth cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, and I was tra- I was sat in the car on the way home today, trying to figure out how age wise this works. Like, I think I actually need, need to write it out because yeah, figure if out you, a timeline. Yeah, because if you think Anakin was when Anakin was born in the Phantom Menace, if you think about the amount of years between the Phantom Menace and the Rise of Skywalker, right? So, if Palpatine is the grandfather, years. that would mean. The the son. When we see it in the flashback where Ray is a child, how old must his son be? Probably the about point? the same age as Luke and Leia. Yeah, which means that he must have had that son when he was old. Like, if you think about it, he must have had that son at the point where Luke and Leia were born. Yeah, this which... is why 
Which where where the where the hell's that happened? Which is like why my mind instantly went before we found out like she was apparently a biological child of these two people. Well, we're assuming so, right? Yeah, that, we're, that's we're going what, to assume. Yeah, so. that's what like the film leads us to believe with Killing Eve's uh, the girl from Killing Eve. She is Ray's it, mom in Ray's the mom, flashbacks yeah. that she has. Like, I would have thought before we got that information that he manifested Ray in the same way that. He manifested Anakin. But inside of his own daughter-in-law, well, or whatever, daughter. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe they weren't actually related or what. Like that that's where I thought it was gonna go, but then it was revealed that it was like his biological son had a child with his wife that biologically made Ray. Yeah. I think this is the reason why I think a lot of people would have rather have not been a palpatine. Yeah. That because, that's my reason why, because it yeah. It feels strange and contrived for this part, of, for episode nine. Yeah, it felt a little bit like having to relate everyone to everyone for the sake of everyone being yeah. related. Like, but I mean, it did make it interesting. It and did. I think I think that would have paid off. You know, the Skywalker line at the end, mm. where she calls herself Ray Skywalker. If she had been manifested the same way Anakin would have, then she could, like, you could see the logic pattern. She could call herself a skywalker because she she's got the same sort of lineage that they have she wouldn't know that though she would have no way of knowing how anakin was manifested because yeah. she only knows him as vader anyway, as, as right? far as we know yeah. yeah so anyway yeah that was a that's a big old plot twist isn't it mm. and it's, it's it's interesting that like after that her reaction is like she's sick of people telling her who she is and yeah she goes into like straight up denial on it doesn't she but, I think uh, yeah. I think it was a nice twist as well that she was the one with the dark heritage, not Ben. Yeah, because they they like that f- they like flip, right? Yeah. They're like opposites then, yeah. in that sort of a sense. I I do I did like that, like that it it flipped their positions. Like he's the evil one, come from the side of good, and she's come from the side of bad, and she's trying her hardest to be good. Mm-hmm. So that's like where the the character's conflicts came from. Yeah. Which was what I liked. That's the like what I liked about her being a Palpatine. And it made a lot of sense of where why she was so powerful as well. Like yeah. obviously when we saw the force lightning come out, that's a big, you know, mm. big thing, that whole chewy That yeah, that scene thing, was insane. Yeah. Like like force unleash type things where the guy pulls the Star Destroyer back down to where she just like instinctively grabs this <laughs> transporter out of the air. Yeah, she's absolutely yeah, that and it, it answers a lot of like how she manages to manifest the powers so quick as well. The other the other question that like the other thing that was like kind of sitting on my mind was obviously do do we if Palpatine's son was he was never like a Jedi figure or a Sith, right? Because no. we've got to think if he was, he would have been somewhere in that, one of those trilogies, right? Yeah. Someone who's that powerful, questionably is equally as powerful as Rey, should have had some some belonging in in the story, yeah. right? It so, is possible to not have four sensitive children. Yeah, I mean, the way I thought about this was is obviously Rey was put in um situations of like extreme stress right her character was mm-hmm. where she was forced to like like for example when um kylo interrogates her in force awakens and he bridges the minds to get what together yeah. to read her mind to find out where luke is um that whole bit puts her in a 
puts up a character in such a sense of stress that that then happens and then she she manages to manifest that yeah. a bit like um in the last jedi um she does um like lift lifting rocks and stuff you know yeah, what i mean she's in end, situations yeah. where she has to she has yeah. to do these things it's like fight or flight like exactly it just connects her to the yeah. force yeah and that's i think what we really start to see in the rise of skywalker where she she grabs that um that transport, transport down the lightning comes out she heals um stuff like that so i think that probably for anyone that's got a question i was wondering that that's mm. i'd say that's probably my answer Spe- speaking of like ray developing new force powers Force healing is nothing new. Like we've seen that before, yeah, um, in extended universe and stuff like that. Yeah, so we saw a lot of stuff in terms of force powers that you get in video games, right? So we had force heal, mm-hmm. which is in video games. Yeah. We had a lightsaber throw, which we've not seen yet, which is in video games, yeah. which was really cool. And she never used that lightsaber throw against anybody, though. No, she's against a tree. tree. And a lot of force jumps. <laughs> Lot, lot not as many as the prequels. No, not as many. But um, the other really interesting force power was the whole drain or give life thing. Yeah. Now, obviously, if we flip right towards the end, the Emperor drains the life from Kylo or, or Ben mm. and Rey, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people kind of, well, from what I've heard, aren't happy with like how he can just magically like drain the life from him. Yeah. But that is a Sith power. That's established in um, old canon of like Knights of the Old Republic yeah. and stuff. That that is a force power that Sith have. Um, and I think you think about it in Episode Three. He sort of drains his own life essence to use that much force lightning to kill Mace Windu, doesn't he? Yeah. Exactly. So it's almost just sort of like a an opposite reaction of that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like how the um, the the force heal is giving life, yeah. right? And and then the um the the Sith version is to drain the life from them, mm-hmm. um which is which is fine. Yeah. You know, I didn't really have a problem with that. Yeah. That was just me oh, yeah. seeing this is a power that I've seen in video games in a film. But so we've seen it in the Clone Wars as well, like like all these uh, Jedi's being able to heal each other and stuff like that, because mm. that instinctively comes from the light side of the Force. Yeah, which is why Ben's able to do it at the end as well when he's become one with the light side of the Force again. Yeah. What did you think about the Sith fleet? Cool. What did you think about the mini Death Star tech on every single stiff Sith destroyer? Did we need another planet-killing weapon? I um, don't think we did. I don't think we did, but it didn't bother me too much. Mm. Because it felt like you've been locked away in the outer reaches for like 40-odd years, 30-odd years, mm. however long it had been it kind of makes sense that they were able to develop new technologies. I think this was a problem where it felt like too much was shoved in the film. I think if we just had this massive fleet, that is that is enough. Mm. I mean, let's face it, they, they did that to destroy a planet that no one in the audience, none of us really cared about, no. right? No one cared. I can't even remember the name of it, that, that one where um, they go meet Zori and... Um, the oh, guy yeah, who, yeah, yeah. the guy who like the, freaks out. Yeah, C-3PO. Terry Russell's character was. Yeah, that, yeah. That was her character's point in being there. Yeah, um, to try and give Poe more depth, but then they just brush it under the rug straight away. Yeah, with a like, with a medallion. Yeah, and it I sounds th- like I we're think, moaning, but you know, it's it's yeah, it, the, it's all like, to drive it, the plot. It's not a perfect movie. No, we'll no, we'll both admit that. Like, there are some plot contrivances, which, like I said is why I understand why people might not like this film. So are we assuming this Sith fleet was built by all those people that was in Palpatine's yeah. like arena or whatever? 
I wasn't sure if like that was going to lead him to be like the rule of two was just a lie for me to keep so much power. Now that I'm dying, I've made an entire Sith army. That's where I thought it was going to go, and no. then it was just mm. like, no, they're just nameless people. The in question cloaks. is, is where they were they there in the beginning? Exegor is a, is the home world of the Sith, right? Yeah. They could have been there all that time, and then you know, just when Palpatine comes along. Because Sith aren't necessarily Sith. Every single Sith doesn't have to be a, a Sith, like in the sense of the Force, right? Mm. They can just be um, cultists, followers, yeah. worshippers, extremists, yeah. whatever. Um, a bit like how we have a Sith bounty hunter, um, Ochi, and stuff like that. Um, he he was a Palpatine's um, bounty hunter, wasn't he? Which one was he? He was the guy who killed Ray's parents. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he was a bounty hunter, but he was a Sith bounty yeah. hunter. But he yeah. wasn't necessarily a dark Jedi. It's just sort of like on that morality scale, they they're on the chaotic side. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, they, they may not be force sensitive, but they still lead the world towards the path of dark. Essentially. Yeah. So an interesting fact about this fleet, which you asked me about before, mm-hmm. was the whole Revan being canon again. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether it's part of the visual dictionary or whether it's just um, something that got shared about talking about it. So the way this works is these Sith troopers in the red, right? Which, by the way, look very cool. Yeah, Um, very cool. Barely in the film. Yeah, and don't seem any more dangerous than normal stormtroopers. Slightly better aim. (laughs) Yeah, slightly better (laughs) aim and a little bit more menacing look. Yeah, The guns sound a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I was. It was a shame we didn't get a proper look at those like royal guard ones that were guarding the emperor. Yeah. But um, yeah, so basically the way this worked is each division of those Sith troopers was named after an ancient Sith. Okay. So we had a couple of names and stuff that I saw, but one was um, the Revan. Division. Where did you see this? It was on. It was on. Um, it was like an excerpt. It was it was part of like something that popped up on Facebook, but I'm sure it was an excerpt from the the visual dictionary from the Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so it didn't get name dropped in the film. No, it's so, not. I was going to say because I didn't catch any of them. It's not name dropped in the film. But so if, were they named after like Darth Revan, Magus, or them lot? Yeah, uh, I am just trying to. So this is extended universe stuff from like the Old Republic. And some of the old novels of like other dark side users. Yeah, but this is like, if this is correct, this is them bringing Revan back into the canon. Yeah. Which is going to be extremely exciting. As you know, I'm really into the Knights of the Old Republic games. But um, yeah, it's incredibly cool. Uh, I'm really trying to find a source for this again, but I really can't remember where I had seen it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I'm not going to be able to find it again. But incredibly cool if that yeah. is this. If, if we can find it, we'll post it on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, after that, yeah. Uh, next thing, so obviously the big uh, deaths and fake outs of the film. We didn't really get that many, to be fair. I mean, we got Kylo at the end. Uh, we had Kylo at the end. We had Kylo when he got stabbed by Ray as well. Oh yeah, a double double fake out. Yeah, double fake out with him. He died twice in this film. Greedy guy. Yeah, getting I mean, all the emotional death. He, he scenes. died once. He nearly died twice. Yeah, I think he, Adam. Dri- Adam he nearly died twice, it, but then he actually did die once. <laughs> yeah, Kylo Ren Which died. Was different. Yeah, Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren died. Ben lived. 
Ben Solo. Well, they not only died in the end. What did you think of? We haven't really talked about any of the emotional beats yet. Um, Han Solo coming back to greet him. Yeah. Um, even second time round, I thought that was really that hit me in the feels. That was a really nice scene. Like it was really, really cool. I think any of the big emotional beats in this hit me. Like they worked for me. Mm. So like the way that it played out is a perfect mirror of what happened in The Force Awakens. Mm. Like, it's almost as if Han sort of, like, knew what was happening in The Force Awakens. Yeah. I think the emotional bit that didn't was the whole Kylo dying after that kiss. I think that was just a little bit, like, sudden. Like, he just kind of, like, fell back and... Yeah, I didn't... That's a whole different thing for me. Like, I didn't mind him dying. Like, he felt like his arc was over. Like, he was redeemed. I kind of wish that he did survive. But my big issue with that was the kiss. Yeah. Like, I know they are bonded. I know they are connected. But I've never felt romance between them in any of these three films. I've never felt romance. I've felt, obviously, their strong bond and their strong connection. But I never once thought it romantic. So when they actually did kiss... (laughs) That was the only moment in it that felt really Disney for me. You weren't on the Raylo train then. I wasn't on the Raylo train. No. <laughs> no. Choo choo. Like, I, I would have accepted it probably more if Ray and Finn had kissed, or Ray and Poe seemed more likely like they were going to kiss. <laughs> like, the yeah. bromance was strong in this one. Yeah, like a really angry, like, giving each other crap. Kind yeah, of like, thing, a, like a man kiss, like, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, um, give me your jacket. Thanks. So another, I think what kind of hasn't been mentioned a lot is the whole thing with Finn in this film. So just, be, just before we leave, Kyler and Ray, where did you sit on the kiss? Where did I sit? Yeah. Mm, to me, it wasn't romance, right? I, I saw it as like that was like gratitude, like for for bringing her back. Yeah, I think I don't think like I don't know how else she would have reacted. That's how I'm trying to rationalize it, sort of like. I think that's I think that's what it meant something. to be. Yeah, I think that's what it meant to be. Yeah, I don't think it was meant to like it was meant to do a little bit of fan service to the Raylo yeah. stuff, but I think it was just grat- gratitude. Yeah, um, that's how I wanted to perceive it, but I can't seem to like. It seems like more than just like a, a thank you kiss. Like it felt more. Yeah. And I, that's just because the actors are good at selling it. It wasn't like an but, Anakin Padme kiss at the end of Attack of the Clones, though. No, not quite that much. No. Well, like we can all live without putting that back in our brains, though, yeah. I think. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, back, back to that. So I think a big thing that got missed out in this film was Finn. And I think the second time round, you really start to pick up on that. Mm. So there's a point in the film where they're sinking into that, um, like, that uh, uh, quicksand, right? Yeah. And Finn's like, oh, Ray, I need to tell you something. And then it comes up again. Yeah, I've just realised that they never yeah, saw that you, out. You know what I think it is? I think it's the at the end... Finn senses when Ray dies, right? And before she comes back to life. Yeah. I think Finn has totally been force sensitive the whole mm. time and he's having those um same like things that Ray had. Yeah. And I think you see that throughout the film where Finn like like just totally is loyal to her and is like constantly like looking for her and cuz I feel like that's going to be his guidance going through his journey. Yeah. I think maybe the You set- felt their connection throughout the entire trilogy. Yeah. I think maybe they're setting up Finn for his own 
future arc maybe as a possibly you know you know as as to go through I, his i his don't think or... i don't think he's like an a, an active force user i think he's in tune with the living force bit you know like, how, bit like leia yeah like, how leia yeah. in the original trilogy and stuff like that was mm. and like how she's always been until this latest film which again like we saw her wielding a lightsaber at one point and she was training to become a jedi master yeah, like but what I, did you think of the CGI in that? What did you think of the the faces? one young Mark Hamill looked incredible? I thought young yeah. Carrie Fisher again. They can't seem to nail her. They can't yeah. seem to get her right. Yeah. What did you think of them putting um, Leia into the film altogether? Uh, I, yeah, because I spoke about this right after we'd seen it. Mm. I totally the first time round, I just felt like everything with the scenes that they put in just didn't feel like the should have been there yeah they just didn't feel like they fit and i think the first uh, i didn't have that as much the second time round though that really wasn't as much of a thing mm. but it did i don't know like there was just some things like it was almost like the way she was she would react to stuff the way they edited it she felt like a fortune cookie yeah it didn't <laughs> feel right it just it just felt off yeah but i think part of that was my i knew that yeah. that was going to be the case and i think i may be the first time around i was really being critical of mm. it um like she actually says never underestimate a droid twice she says it in the force awakens and she says that line mm. the exact same way in this film yeah. um but i mean to be fair it could have been so much worse yeah definitely it could have been think, so much worse i think when she's just like sort of at the scenes especially at the beginning with ray like you can tell that that's old footage I think when it comes to Leia dying, though, like that felt like brand new to me. Like obviously it was because we haven't seen that before, but that didn't even the dialogue that she used didn't feel contrived or anything. Like it felt justified. Yeah, I think it was tasteful. Yeah, I think if they tried to do any more with it, I think it would have been too much. Yeah. but yeah, I, th- I think it was really tasteful. So, um, what did you think about Chewbacca um, receiving the medal? Oh, receiving the medal. Uh, I don't know. He already had one, right? He got one in the comic books, but he gave it away. Did he give it? Who did he give it away to? Apparently, he gave it away. I haven't read that issue, so I don't know. But apparently, he didn't have it by the end of the comic book. Well, now he has one again. I I don't care (laughs) about the medal. That really meant a lot to me, that, though. Like... He was happy enough. He didn't get a medal, but he was happy enough about not having a medal and... Yeah, but it, it felt nice. It was like... I know, A New Hope, sorry. Yeah. Before was, I get hate. <laughs> Shame. Fake Star Wars fan. <laughs> it, like, it was a nice moment for me. Like It was just it was like Leia's last gift to him was this medal, and I'm going to guess that was probably Han's medal. So and where's Leia's medal? She didn't have one. She was the one that gave out the medals. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So yeah. I feel like that was her saying goodbye to Chewie, saying thank you to everything, and also giving him something to remember Han and Leia by. Where's Luke's medal? Uh, Maz has, like, pocketed it. (laughs) Story for another time. (laughs) With a weird butthole eye. She needs to put the goggles back on. I know, keep the goggles on, Maz. Keep the goggles on. Uh, And then I think the last thing, really, is the... um, is the Hux being the spy. And Kylo's redemption. And Kylo's redemption. So <laughs> Two Hux, more things. So Hux is the spy. Typical Hux. He tries. 
fails, gets I, shot, dies. I said that to you before we saw it, though. Do you remember when we were we were in the pub? We said, what do you think is going to happen? And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Hooks defects because he yeah. doesn't like uh, Kylo anymore. Yeah. He really doesn't. He never liked him, but he hates him even yeah. more now that he's got the power and not Hooks. Yeah, because he gets his pistol out, doesn't he? He goes to go shoot Kylo in The Last Jedi while he's down after that fight in the throne room mm-hmm. and then puts it away. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. Kind of yeah. I was. It was a shame he got killed, right? Because it would have. At first, you think he's a spy and he's going to defect, right? But mm-hmm. he's not. He just wants to get Kylo out of the picture so that yeah. then he could rule over. But obviously, Admiral um, Pride just uh, guns him down. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant lost yeah. his name for a second there. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was great. I think he was the only new character that really was any interest yeah and actually served a purpose him and the little drunken monkey yeah <laughs> was his name bubba flick or something uh, babu babu frick babu frick babu frick yeah going deep into the memory banks yeah. there to get yeah. that holy yeah. uh right so and then kylo's redemption look i liked his redemption yeah i think i was at I could have seen a whole, like, Kylo was the main part of that film for me, especially when he changed to Ben Solo and you saw, like, a total difference in how he was. You saw him smile for the first time in the whole, uh, you know, sequel trilogy. His whole, just everything about him once he turned light was ace. I think think it's because he still had it inside of him. I feel that felt like the true version of him. And he was just, uh, he was wearing the mask. That's why he got the mask reforged because I feel like once the Palpatine was back, I think he felt more conflicted than ever knowing that somebody else had been pulling the strings and he had literally been a puppet for this guy all this time. Mm. Yeah, so he, I feel like he, he rebuilt the mask because he was, he was then struggling again. Yeah. I think it was like proper channeling as an evader as well, because obviously Palpatine talks to him about how you can become what Vader couldn't and la la la. I, th- I think as well, like the only times we've seen him without his mask in this trilogy has been when he went full dark and then when he went full light. Yeah. Like when he was Kylo Ren at the end of The Last Jedi, we mm. saw him without his helmet on when he he killed or helped kill Snoke and took over the First Order, and yeah. then at the end when he was Ben Solo, yeah, for sure. So I really like that. Yeah, I, I, I was happy if we didn't get a redemption arc because I felt like he had his story, like was him breaking, going to the dark side. Yeah, he could have just been the big bad. Yeah, couldn't he? Like, I, a little part of me wanted to find a redemption for Leia and Han's sake, but whether he did or not wouldn't have bothered me. But I, I really liked the way that they did it. And Dark Ray. That was a thing. Dark Ray was really cool. Very, very mm, short though. Yeah, nowhere near enough of it. Yeah, I would have, I would have liked her to have been an actual thing rather than or, a vision. Like, have a couple more battles against her. Like, every time she feels conflicted or somebody tells her she should be conflicted. Yeah. Like, have another battle with her. Yeah. I just wanted to see more double-ended lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Just the only thing I changed about this film is give it longer, give it more space, yeah. and yeah, have more of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I think the way they treated a lot of the characters in this were really good. I think it's just just a lot of the plot points, a lot of the constant MacGuffins driving the plot. Yeah, like Um, the dagger and stuff. Yeah, I think that's where everyone sits negatively. Uh, We've said a lot of positive stuff about the film, right? Mm -hmm. We've also touched on a couple of bits of negatives. 
I've got a particular friend at work who shall remain unnamed, who had a lot of negative stuff to say about this film. Okay. And that's... I did tell him today that we were going to do a podcast yeah. about it. And I said that I would maybe mention it, and I feel like I would do him an injustice if I didn't like put a little bit of hate on it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to bounce these things to you, yeah. and I just want you to come back to me and either give me your thoughts or tell my friend he's wrong on okay. this podcast right now. Okay. So, okay. He shall. Give re- me his number after this. Yeah. I'll tell him he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you his name after this. No, do you know what? Everybody can have their own opinions. I understand why people might not like this. Okay. Judge, judge my friend's opinion. Okay. So, Poe's exposition of the Emperor is back, but with no reason or massive reaction. This is a man who died like 20 years ago, and the example would be the modern day example would be Hitler coming back from the dead <laughs> out of nowhere and it just seemed nobody was shocked by the reaction. Heard like, oh, uh, I heard Hitler on the radio the other day. I guess he's back. Yeah. So what did you think of that? When, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't really notice it that much when I saw it. I, I understand that. I think, like we said earlier, like the Emperor coming back for those first 20 minutes was just sort of like exposition. Didn't really feel justified. Until, like, you can piece it together yourself. Okay. Next one is the whole Emperor plot. Nah, mate, nah. Nah, I love that. Like, the Emperor being in it and the Emperor's plot line tied together all nine films for me. Like, that's what I was saying originally. Like, that was what connected the nine films. I really liked the uh, Palpatine being back. I didn't know how I would feel about it. And I understand some people might not like that, but I kind of loved it. It worked for me. Okay. Next thing my friend hated was how the Emperor had only lost like bits of his fingers from Return of the Jedi. I hadn't noticed it, but I think that's a different body, so whatever. Okay, so we're still going with the clone theory. Yeah. Okay, next aggro my friend had was Kylo getting kissed and dying instantly. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the kiss. I was fine with how he died. Apparently some people have been laughing at it. Don't think it's a laughing situation. Okay, Kylo being flung into the chasm and then managing to crawl back out. Uh, yeah, but I saw that coming. Okay. Chewie's medal at the end. We've already Loved touched it. on that. The massive fleet. These, yeah, cannons, cool. these cannons could destroy planets, but you needed a Death Star, a whole Star Killer base before. It was all technology. Yeah. We have miniaturized Death, uh, death <laughs> We have miniaturized Death. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just stop it there. <laughs> no, we had, the, we had the mini Death Star tech in that cannon that was yeah. on The Last Jedi. So, um, what else? On the Juggernaut. Um, the Snoke explanation and that one shot of his heads in a jar. I'm really sorry, but it wasn't just heads. It was full bodies. Yeah. So we talked about that before. Yeah. Chatting out his ass. Um, the fact that Palpatine obviously had four sensitive kids and grandkids, but didn't have them with him or training. Right, this guy just doesn't like the whole Palpatine thing. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> like, his biggest problem seems to be that Palpatine's not back, so I'm yeah. like, anything to do with Palpatine. Yeah, I get that. The whole Palpatine thing... On the whole, worked for me. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You did. You it, did yeah, tell it, me is the timeline with his kids. We discussed that earlier. Whether <laughs> does that work out? Yeah, he. Well, but, he did tell me. By the way, he's he's not just hating on the film. He said he typed this up straight after the film after he was feeling a little bit mixed on it. So we can give him a bit of a okay. break because by hopefully yeah. by the time he watches this again, he'll uh, he'll have a different opinion. Hopefully, once he's listened to our podcast, he'll have a different opinion. <laughs> he's put there is about four different love stories between different characters across the whole three films. Uh, let's 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 list them off. So you've uh, got Finn and Finn and Finn and Ray. Finn, kind, uh, kind of. Uh, I think they were trying uh, to hint at it. Right. Finn and Rose is one. Right. I don't think that was a love story. What they kissed, man. 
Yeah, but... They kissed after she saved his life. If you're telling me... But I haven't seen enough... I didn't see any follow-up of it on screen. Like, he just sort of pats her on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, it does. It didn't feel like it went anywhere like that. Kiss, Maybe he's a bit of a player. Uh, I, I feel like... That's not the Jedi way. Th- see, that's to me, seemed a bit more gonna be a like Jedi. gratitude than the Ray Kylo one. Like, Ray Kylo seemed more romantic than Finn and um, Rose. Nearly uh, called her Kelly then. That's a real name. I don't know. I think you have to put those scenes side yeah. by side. I think that one's way more romantic than the whole Ray and Kylo. I thing. mean, she she's like fighting for what you love. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of that in there. But yeah, see, I I, I quite like their team up in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I I didn't like the Canto Bite storyline, but I think those two worked well together. And the final thing he said is, "Young Leia look rough." Yeah, yeah, yes, she did. Um, yeah, and I I think it's I a don't really think tough the one, helmet helped like. In theory, they had less to animate on the face, but it looked worse. Like, Rogue One looked better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. But young Mark Hamill, young Luke, looked amazing. Yeah. Get Sebastian Stan as young Luke. That'd be pretty cool. Give us a young Luke. We've seen all those deep fakes and, like, comparisons. Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty close. He'd be pretty sick. Okay, right. We we want to try and keep these episodes like about an hour, but obviously yeah. there's that much in this film that we've we've droned on a lot. Like, so, I don't think we've stated this properly, but Star Wars is probably our favorite franchise out of everything. We're unbiased. Ever. <laughs> like, we are massive Star Wars fans, yeah, so totally you're lucky biased. this isn't seven hours long. Yeah, we could talk a lot more, but we're really trying to control yeah. it, um, especially with it being episode one. I feel like we've hated on it a lot, but I think we were just trying to address people's issues with the film yeah it's totally split. and why it worked for us yeah like i i love this film look you don't really need did. to justify your hate for the film you also don't need to justify your like yeah. for the film i just in just it is what it is yeah feel however you want don't try and change other people's opinions though i think amen so now we're done that um i'm going to really judge your opinion why don't you rate your star wars films from favorite to least favorite no are we doing are we including spin-offs no Okay. Just saga. I was going to say because that would have gave me a bottom one very easy. Yeah, because that would have been the Clone Wars animated film. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Saga films go. Saga films. Don't need any big explanations for why. <sighs> just, just do it. Um, you can explain it a little bit, but yeah, go for it. Um, Attack of the Clones. Whoa! This is your first. This is your most favorite. No, that's the least favorite. I'm sorry. No, no, the bottom. no, no, no. You want me to go favorite first? Go favorite first. Um. Oh, you're killing me, man. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, you go first. Right, I'm going to go first because I did me. mine today. Okay. Right, my first one is super controversial, but I've got a good reason for it. Hey. So my most favourite film... Can I guess it? Yeah. Revenge of the Sith? No. Oh, okay. It's The Last Jedi. Okay. My favourite film, my favourite Star Wars film from the saga films right now is The Last Jedi. Okay. Reason being is I think visually, I think it's mm. an amazing film. Yeah. I think there's bits where you've got, you know, those walkers where they shoot on yeah, Luke. Yeah, bit on Crete enough. Like... Yeah, you've got that badass moment on Crete with Luke. You've got um, the red sand coming up from the skimmers. It looks amazing. I think visually it was the most striking out of the nine films. Yeah, it's definitely the most cinematic of the nine yeah. films. You've got the Holdo maneuver, that whole reaction in the um, cinema where it went silent and we just heard those people like like just go Whoa, like that. 
we um, were just like hitting each other on there. I was like, yeah, so <laughs> sick. I th- and then just things like the, that, um, that, uh, oh, what's it called? The thing at the beginning that it goes to fire down on the resistance base, the, the dreadnought. dreadnought. Yeah. Dreadnought. When that dreadnought comes in, the mm. sound and just the, the sound design of but it. Why do bombs fall in space, Sam? Well, I don't care, <laughs> man. It looks cool. And I think the whole like, um, f- uh, Poe doing the handbrake turn on the X. Look, there's yeah. just so much sick it stuff was, in there. It, oh, it's such a good film, and I, and there's mo, there's so many feel good moments of action in that film. That's why it's number one. Okay, number two uh, goes Empire Strikes Back. Okay. It's got to be. I've got a thing for eighty eighties and Walkers apparently yeah, because of these two films. Yeah. Um, then I would go Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, then A New Hope. I would then rank my... Oh, hang on. No, I've missed off. So I'm going to take Did off... Did you not a, make a list? No, I didn't write down okay. the list. I'm remembering it. I'm going to knock off A New Hope. And in in place of it... In place of it is going um, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Then A New Hope. Then Revenge of the Sith. Then The Force Awakens. Then Attack of the Clones. Then The Phantom Menace. Okay. Done. Nice. Um, Phantom uh, Menace, me, I would just I think... not willingly rewatch. I just will not re- willingly rewatch that film. I don't know why. I just don't want to. I will watch Attack of the Clones. I will watch Revenge of the okay. Sith. I just I'm won't. Go- I just... I'm going to try and wing this. I'm going to try and wing this now. Okay. Number one, my favorite one for me, probably going to be Empire. Okay. Then maybe The Last Jedi, because you just made me realise how much I love that <laughs> film. Like, and because it was different, like I felt Ryan Johnson really trying to do something new with it. Oh, Returning the Jedi and New Hope. Knuckleheads for me. Like I used to have to choose between Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back as to which was my favourite. But now I think I've matured and Empire is my favourite. So probably Return of the Oh no, but New Hope is where it all started. Come on, you're on the clock, mate. Okay, New Hope, Return of the Jedi. I've left Rise of Skywalker off. <laughs> um, it was a lot easier before we had a sequel trilogy. Oh, it was. If it was just the original six, I could tell you. Um, I loved the new films, because, I, I, but I don't know if I loved them more than the original trilogy. So I'll probably say, probably say Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith. Force Awakens. Yeah. I really liked Force Awakens as well, though. I feel like it should be high. Trying to rank nine films is difficult, man. Okay, and then Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones. Oh, you like Phantom Menace more yeah. than Attack of the Clones. The dialogue in Attack of the Clones is painful. Yeah, but Clone Troopers. Yeah, but that speech about sand and the CGI apple. You can't. And, you, you but can't. Pod <laughs> Racing and Darth Maul. Yeah, but Darth Maul isn't the Darth. And Liam Maul Neeson isn't the Darth Maul <laughs> that we're getting in like Rebels and Clone Wars. No, but he Wars was sick, and... like when he's prowling like a hungry tiger across that like red screen, and then like Qui Gon's just like meditating. Like Duel of Fates yeah. is <laughs> iconic. Yeah. Like, all right. I'd, all right. Like right. Attack of the Clones. Cool. I won't yeah, judge. Yeah. I won't judge. Everyone's got their own opinion. Yeah. I think. I think I. And I've come to love Jar Jar Binks now. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> He's for kids. I was a kid when I watched it. I understand what, how much I liked him back then. And then I got older and I hated him. And now, like, if you show Jar Jar Binks to a kid now, they would still love it. 
Yeah, true. Questionable. Questionable racial stereotypes in there. <laughs> okay, so yeah. let, so let's uh, wrap it up then. So, um, yeah, where can people find us? They can find us at Get Real Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And our email address is getrealpoduk at gmail.com. Uh, send us any reviews. Send us your thoughts and opinions on The Rise of Skywalker, especially on Twitter. And maybe we'll read them off next episode. A scow started to come out a little bit then. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, any recommendations for future films and stuff? Um, yes. We've, we've got a big list of things that we're probably going to watch mm-hmm. and review, uh, but we're always open to other, other yep. bits and bobs. If you're a fan of Star Wars, we will be covering The Mandalorian soon. Yes. As well as everything else that's coming out lately, The Witcher, everything that's coming out in January. Yeah, we've got a lot. We'll get round to it all at some point. And it's also the Christmas period. Yes. So we, we're going to have more than enough time. Yes. And we have got the greatest gift of all this podcast that I yep. give to you and that Chris gives to me. Merry Christmas. Merry one and Christmas. All. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Make sure and you a leave happy a- new year. Make sure you leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Well, yep. it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your Five stuff. Five stars, thumbs up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really helps us out. Um, obviously, being episode one, this is brand new for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any support at all, any feedback, please just give it to us so that we can improve and make yep. this more better. In the uh, best make place. more better. Let me just fix my English before that. <laughs> make this better. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. Best place, like we said, is Twitter. Get in contact with us there. Leave us your quick 250 character reviews and any help. Cool. Right. Well, happy holidays, everyone. Yes. And have a happy new year. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.